welcome to another episode of Talking Shift. This podcast is a place for people to acquire knowledge of spirituality, or as I like to call it, our evolution. We talk about everything from spirits, psychics, the Galactic Federation, the Intergalactic Federation, channeling, spirituality, like all the things, starseeds, earth angels, healing, but my favorite, the ups and downs of being in these damn meat suits. Some of the shows you're going to be stuck with me, Diamond, as your host, and other various healers and wisdom sharers as we connect and we chat about our journeys, our experiences, and many discoveries we've had moving through our human and spiritual lives. We'll share some practices, tools that we've learned to help you shift your reality. We're all in this together, right? I would love for you to join us on our journey as we share and connect with others and create a space of acceptance and empowerment. We are brave, we are bold, we are raw, and we are very real. We'd love for you to join the conversation. Feel free to reach out at our email, reachout at diamondno.com or connect with us on our socials. TikTok is diamond.no and Facebook and Instagram are both diamondno, N-O as in nope. We would absolutely love to hear from you. Hey gang, welcome to Talking Shift with me, your host, Diamond No. Today, you guys are just stuck with me. I want to talk a little bit and share a little bit of my story. Um, And the reason that I want to do this is I really, truly believe that if I can fucking conquer what I've conquered, anybody can, like legit. Um, So I want to talk about the three hardest things, the hardest lessons that I see people trying to master, but my own as well. Um, so the same thing actually. And then we're going to break down and share with you how I've accomplished one of these three things. So the hardest lessons that I see people really struggling with, bringing in money, the fear, the trust of not, if it not coming in fear of abundance, um, or fear of lack, I guess more so the second hardest is finding your soulmate, bringing in love and aching for it. I see that one a lot. and the hardest one of all is loving your damn self, loving your body. Um, I see this more so with women than I do with men, but it is across the board and I can fucking relate, man. I, I was born this broken little girl, like crazy, crazy broken. Um, I grew up with really abusive surroundings, um, bounced around from home to home, I was very undernourished, very underloved. I had sexual abuse, emotional abuse, a narcissistic parent, an addict parent, like Christman, like it was all laid on me from birth. And I had a constant state of feeling like I wasn't accepted. I was a surprise pregnancy, wasn't wanted. And that was the womb I was grown in, fully grown in a uterus where the energy was rejection. And I experienced a lot of that throughout my life. As I grew up, I stayed really underweight. I was super skinny. Um, Not the healthiest either, actually. And really struggled with body image issues. And I can remember like being 13, 14. And I was sitting on a chair in a doctor's office or something with my fucking mother. And she poked over at my leg. There was one pinched dimple of cellulite. I said, oh, you're just like your father's sisters. You're skinny fat. And that crushed me. Like, 
I was trying so hard to gain weight because I was being bullied for being so skinny at school and like real bullied, like my hair being pulled out, dog shit put in my hair, like stupid stuff. And the cycle was just so all over the map of I was either too fat or too thin and it was hell. And I carried that on well into my thirties. So I started gaining weight with my pregnancies. Obviously I had babies really young and then lost it all. Um, the heart, like the non good way, like I did drugs in order to get it off, like speed. And I was addicted to it in order to be skinny and be accepted. Um, and then like started gaining weight. I got really, really sick in my late twenties. And so yo-yoed quite a bit from my late twenties up until now, which mid forties. So anyways, I digress. There's like background on what they physically was, what it emotionally was, was a totally different story. It was just constant self-rejection. And that self-rejection was leading to rejection across the board from my first and second husband, from my family, from my friends, like everywhere someone had something to say about me being not enough. And that was just a reflection of me. I could teach a lot of this in the quantum physics pieces that I teach in the course, moving from survive to thrive. But it really is a reflection of whatever's going on within you, you're going to experience externally around you until you look at it, heal it, and change it. So let's get into some of the gooey ways in which I decided to like figure out how to love myself. I will share with you now, as I stated in the beginning, I want to share these things because if I can attain this, I know anybody can. Anybody can, if I can come from that, like legit. So now my confidence is so fucking strong that people look at me as if I'm egotistical and I don't give a shit. I literally do not give a flying fuck what anybody thinks about me. My ability to stand in my truth and my authenticity, my quirkiness, my messed up sense of humor, my 180 pound body in a bikini. Like, I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. And I want this so bad for the rest of the world, especially my soul sisters, the younger sisters, the generations coming up. But I want it for you all. And when I say don't give a fuck, I don't mean in a rebellious, go fuck yourself kind of way. I mean it in a, Whatever you think of me, whatever your perception of me cannot taint my experience or my evolution or my awakening. So when did I decide to start loving myself? I stayed small up until probably 30. Um, I worked in the fitness industry in my 20s and gym envy is a thing. I was super thin then, really fit. And like I thought that confidence was a small body. And then as I moved into my thirties, I started romanticizing the past. So as I started gaining weight, I started romanticizing the past. And I was constantly in the state of, okay, when I get back to what I was. And so therefore I was never being pres present. I was manifesting stagnation. I was manifesting lack because there's just in this mindset of, okay, if I can get back to where I was, then I'm going to be happy. If my body can look like it used to, then I'll be happy. And it was just this like vicious cycle of, again, the same story. I'm not enough. So in my late 20s, early 30s, um, I was a little bit heavier than what I am now. So it's about like 190-ish and I'm only 5'3". So, you know, it's some curves. 
Um, and I remember being like, fuck it. I am going to wear a bikini no matter what. And I'm just going to deal with it. I'm just going to let people see it. I'm going to just face the fear, like whatever. And so I threw myself into it and surprisingly, it wasn't that bad. Um, people were like, oh, you're so brave, which sort of hurts on a whole new level, right? Um, but, oh, you inspire me. Like I have this or I have that. And going through that journey, I realized, I think the biggest takeaway from that piece from my fake confidence was everybody's afraid of something. Everybody has an insecurity about something. And so that sort of like got my wheels spinning on like, all right, if we're all insecure about something, then why are we all trying so hard? Why can't we just love each other? So that sort of like got the ball rolling. From there, my fake confidence quickly shattered when I went up to 220 pounds. I was diagnosed with cancer, um, had to do some hormonal therapy. Um, that led to another thing, to another thing, to another thing. And eventually I was told, you have eight weeks to live. And that was my game changer. That was when I was like, why am I wasting any more time obsessing about shit? Like, why am I doing this? This is stupid. And that catapulted me into, I really got to figure out how to love everything in the next eight weeks. My life, my family, um, step into soul purpose, like step into, like I've been wasting my whole life caught up in fear. I've been wasting my whole life. I've got eight fucking weeks left on this planet and I've been wasting everything up until this time, trying to belong, trying to fit in, trying to be accepted. Uh, fuck that noise. So that was like my biggest asking changer. And then sort of what I went through next started changing everything. So one, I started studying quantum physics. Like, let me tell you how fucking amazing that is. And now I get to teach it, which is incredible. It's the science behind spirituality or the science behind awakening. Um, it's really just our evolution. So that was like, ah, so I get to, I get to teach that. So it's wicked. But here's the other steps that I sort of started doing. So the one thing that I discovered is we don't have just one body. We don't just have our physical body. We have four. We've got our physical, our mental, our emotional, and our spiritual body. So I started playing around with that. I was like, okay, what the fuck do these bodies need in order for like, and I was still in like, let my body change. I want to be skinny, like so crazy. So like neurotic about it. But anyways, started playing around with my four bodies. So I started taking care of and nurturing my four bodies differently and seeing what happened. And then what I discovered was when three bodies are in alignment, the fourth one will always follow. It will always follow. What came from that is my body is a perfect reflection of what's going on within me. So what is my emotional body? What is my mental body? Then came my body is not my identity. It's my experience. What do I want my body to experience through me? That in itself was a fucking game changer gang, like huge game changer for me. So I started thinking about, it doesn't want to be shamed. It doesn't want to be told the same stories that my mom told it. It doesn't want to be abused or neglected, especially neglected. It wants to be valued and loved and honored. So then I started the whole journey of like, what does it look like to give my body love? 
And one of the practices, so Marianne Williamson wrote this in one of her books. I cannot remember the book, unfortunately, um, but it's green and it's gorgeous and she's fabulous. But she put down this exercise of having a hot bath and letting, like honoring your body. And when you get out of the bath, pick a beautiful dish with some oil in it and start dipping your fingers in the oil, start at your toes and massage that oil all the way up your body. Like every inch of your, of your body, thanking it for what it does. And I bawled my eyes out when I did that because holy man, I was not in a space of recognizing how much work my body was doing for me, especially going through cancer, going through hormone therapy, but even previous to that, being raped at four years old, being put into a shelter, a women's shelter or foster care system, being pushed around like a ping pong ball, never being loved, valued, or kept for a majority of my fucking childhood. So I'm like looking at like my body's holding on to all of this emotion. And that was like an incredible release that bath. But it wasn't enough. Like I tried it and I tried it and I tried it and it wasn't enough. I was still romanticizing the past and what my body could be. So the next thing I decided to do was go into the past. So I went and spent some time with my inner child. So I did the bath again, only this time I sat in the bath and I thought about my four-year-old self, little girl who just got raped. And that's a story one day that I'll share fully. Back to the story. Sitting in the bath and going through the motions of talking to my four-year-old self and the memory came flooding to the surface. So instead of playing in the memory, I paused it. And I walked in. So this little girl had been raped when it was all said and done, let it, and it was by her babysitter's son, who was 14 or 15, I'm not sure. So by the time I escaped the room, went to go run down the hallway, a giant gasp of like torture came flying out deep from my lungs, just like the loudest gasp ever. And I fell to the floor and the mother came running up, immediately identifying what had happened and pick me up and slam me on the bathroom counter to clean me up. And during that process told me I was the devil. And this was all my fault, that I was the devil and I made her son do this to me. And so I paused the memory right there. And I imagined my now self walking into that bathroom. Like, let me tell you, fucking kick down the door, look that woman in the face, like the things, right? So I pause the memory, I walk into that bathroom and I grab that little girl and I hold her tight. I wrap her, her legs around my waist, her arms around my neck and I wrap my arms around her and I say, I've got you, this is over. Never again, never again will anyone hurt you like this. Never again, I've got you, you're safe. And I held her. So here I am in real time sitting in the bath got a face cloth over my face because I'm crying so hard. I don't want my family to hear me. And I'm just gasping and crying and holding her at the same time within my mind. So then I thought, how much more of this can I do? So I kept going through my memories. I went through the first time I had sexual assault from my mom. I went through the rejection of my first husband cheating on me. I went through everything and I paused the memory and I walked in and I took her with me. And as I started to do that, I felt this release that I cannot even begin to explain. 
just like liberation, power. It was incredible. So I make this a regular practice. Anytime a memory comes up from the past, I immediately go into it, pause it, and I take that woman with me. Whether that was like 10 years ago, 40 years ago, or yesterday, it doesn't matter. I do the same thing. So this really led me into the deep inner child work that I teach now. That was the beginning. Like I had to learn all this shit the hard way. I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have support. I didn't have a teacher. And I had to do it all the hard way. But what I've been able to do with it has been so transformative. So this inner child work that I started doing started liberating those memories. It started changing the story that my subconscious had been holding on to. And still to this day, whenever I'm in my car, my 12-year-old self is sitting in the car seat beside me and we're hanging out. We're having a good time. I live through her, my true authentic self. I live through the purity of who I was born to be. So imagining her with me has helped in loving my body because I would never fat shame that little girl. I would never tell her she was too skinny. I would never tell her she was ugly or unworthy. I would never, ever for a second tell her what the world had taught me that I was. I'm undoing it all. I've got this girl. She's my baby. So it's been hugely transformative. Like this is the best relationship I've ever had is the one I'm having with my inner child which then starts to look like, make me look at my body now and be like, mm, I don't need to do that game. It was such like totally transformative, like completely changed everything for me. So that's a big piece of learning to fall in love with your body is falling in love with her. Can you fall in love with her? Can you live for her? Can you let her live through you? Can you celebrate her? And it really, really starts to change the game. The next thing after that is changing the story in your now. So when I go to the mirror, I have this rule and I learned this from Costa Rica. So I lived in Costa Rica for a few years and there's some tarantulas and there's some big fucking creatures that are like super unpleasant. Um, and I remember walking into the bathroom and I had this bathroom that was sort of attached to the outside of the house and a rattlesnake had been in there once. There had been a tarantula in there once. If anyone knows me, like I do not love these things. Like I, I can respect them at a distance. You get in my space and I'm going to panic. Right. So I would start to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and I would tell myself, okay, dime, don't look for the things you don't want to see. Just don't look, just don't look for the things you don't want to see. Open the door. If the floor is clear, do not look around because they do not want you. But the motto, don't look for the things you don't want to see, struck something with me. So now when I go to the mirror, I'm not looking at my mommy tummy. I'm not looking at my slightly heading south ass. I'm not looking at those things. I'm looking at the things I want to see. I'm looking at the things I actually can love about myself. And I don't look. You know the saying, ignorance is bliss? Kind of is. Like it's kind of kind of real, kind of a real thing. So I don't look for the things I don't want to see ever, ever. I will only look at the things that I truly can appreciate and love about myself. And the more I fall in love with those things, the more I start to fall in love with my aging process or the curves I have 
and it starts to really change, but you have to tell, you have to change the story. So don't look for the things you don't want to see. Don't tell the story about the things that you don't want to be looking at. Tell the story about the things you truly love and admire about yourself. Put your focus solely on that. And the more you put your focus on that, the more it grows and the more it grows and the more it grows and the more it grows. Like it's bigger and better and bigger and better. And then it starts to like morph your whole confidence. And then there's this beautiful thing that happens. People will only ever see you through the frequency that you are radiating. So the more I started complimenting myself, the more I started looking at the things I loved, the more the world started to see me that way. I would go out and I would get hit on. Still to this day, like I will go to the gym and I will get hit on like three or four times. I will go to the grocery store. Some dude in the line will ask me out on a date. I fucking love it. Like my ego is like, oh yeah. And it's just like this, they see me through the frequency of self-respect and love and admiration and it changes and it morphs and like it morphs and it just gets bigger and you start to fall in love with yourself more through that whole process. And then the other story that I want you to change, if you so dare, this one's not the easiest one because it's such a deep habit being like in the fitness industry for years and years and years and years. This one was hard for me, but I have three food groups now, not four, I have three. I have hydration, nutrition, and motherfucking pleasure. So every time I eat something, I intentionally set the tone of the frequency that I am eating. My body, my meat suit fucking loves pleasure. It loves pleasure. So I'm a pleasure at all. Like if I'm having a glass of wine, if I'm having a cupcake for breakfast, I'm like, you're so welcome. Like this is pleasure. You are so welcome. I've played with that and it has changed everything. So yeah, I'm at 180 pounds right now. So I know there's gonna be some haters who are like, oh, you're overweight. It's not healthy. No, my body loves 180. It loves this weight. I can live the life freely that I want. I don't have calories. I work out because it keeps my head strong, but I don't do it to lose weight. I have a strong body. I have a healthy body. I have a vibrant body. And I can do as I please, as long as it is pleasurable for it. My body knows exactly what to do with whatever I give it. So whatever I put into my body, my body knows what to do with it. My body knows how to heal. It knows how to regenerate. It knows how to digest food. It knows exactly what to do with what I give it. So what I give it is the frequencies that make it the happiest. Pleasure, hydration, nutrition. So those are my steps. That's sort of what I've gone through. And it has been a beautiful, long ass journey. Let me tell you, it was a long journey, but it's so liberating on the other side. And you get to this space where you don't really think about your body. I remember being you know, in that negative mindset or that lower vibration and constantly thinking about like, oh, my stomach's too big or I've got to adjust my, or I better adjust my blouse so that my stomach's not showing with all these crazy things. Like my focus was on, on love. And the moment that I was able to like navigate it towards this, I fell in love with who I am, with my actual body. And then your life just gets better. The moment that you align with true acceptance and love and admiration 
in any area of your life, it's going to expand it in every other area for you. So have some fun playing with that. Let me know how it goes. Thanks for joining, guys. If there's any topics that you ever want covered, email us at reachout at diamondo.com. And you can find my cute face and all my crazy lessons on TikTok at diamond.no or diamondno on both Instagram and Facebook. Talk soon. Have a great one.